Our summaries this week contain two contracts cases, both from the Arkansas Court of Appeals. In David A. Couch, PLLC, versus Grayson and Grayson, PA, 2023, ARC App 480, the Arkansas Court of Appeals considered an order granting summary judgment to one law firm against another over a fee dispute and reversed. The historical examination of this litigation is complex and there is a companion case. Justice Hickson reasoned, Direct Appeal The Court of Appeals reversed the summary judgment order that had been entered by Cleveland County Circuit Court for the Grayson Law Firm against the Couch Firm because the Circuit Court mistakenly thought an earlier decision by the Pulaski County Circuit Court was race judicata. Quote, the Cleburne County Circuit Court entered an order granting Grayson's summary judgment motion on the basis that the ruling in the Pulaski County case acted as race judicata and barred further litigation of the breach of contract action brought by Couch PLLC in the instant matter. The Cleburne County Circuit Court denied Couch PLLC's motion for summary judgment. Quote, Couch PLLC now appeals arguing that the Cleburne County Circuit Court erred in granting Grayson's motion for summary judgment and further erred in denying Couch PLLC's motion for summary judgment. We conclude that the Cleburne County Circuit Court erred in finding that race judicata barred litigation of Couch PLLC's breach of contract claim in the Cleburne County proceedings and in entering summary judgment for Grayson on that basis. However, we find no error in the Cleburne County Circuit Court's denial of Couch PLLC's motion for summary judgment. Essentially, we find that there are genuine issues of material fact relative to both parties' allegations of fact and conclusions of law. Therefore, we reverse the summary judgment entered in favor of Grayson and we remand for further proceedings. The Cleburne County Circuit Court granted Grayson's motion for summary judgment on the basis that Couch PLLC's breach of contract Dewey action was barred by race judicata by virtue of the litigation against Couch individually in Pulaski County and the final judgment entered by the Pulaski County Circuit Court wherein the court found that there was no enforceable contract among any of the parties. Couch PLLC asserts that this was erroneous. It is of note, as we stated previously herein, that Grayson had already filed a Rule 12b-8 motion to dismiss, essentially arguing that Couch individually and Couch PLLC were the same entity. On May 21, 2010, the Cleburne County Circuit Court entered an order denying Grayson's motion to dismiss Couch PLLC's breach of contract claim based on its finding that Couch and Couch PLLC are separate legal entities. Couch PLLC correctly points out some errors in the order granting summary judgment. The order states that Couch's individual breach of contract counterclaim in the Pulaski County case was pending when the final order was entered. It was not. Couch's individual breach of contract counterclaim was extinguished when the first appeal of the Pulaski County case was taken in 2010 because in Couch's notice of cross-appeal filed at that time, he stated that he abandoned any pending but unresolved claims, which operated as a dismissal with prejudice of Couch's individual counterclaim for breach of contract. End of quote. Cross-appeal. 
the Court of Appeals denied the cross-claim in which the Couch firm argued it was entitled to summary judgment. Quote, The Pulaski County Circuit Court never found that there was a contract between Grayson and Couch PLLC, much less a contract in the Dewey matter, which was not even before the trial court for decision. Therefore, Couch PLLC's claim that it was entitled to summary judgment on the basis of race judicata is misplaced. End of quote. End of decision. Grayson and Grayson PA versus Couch, 2023, ARC App 479. The Arkansas Court of Appeals, in this companion case to David A. Couch PLLC versus Grayson and Grayson PA, 2023, ARC App 480, addressed the question of whether claims of unjust enrichment should have been allowed. Just Judge Hickson reversed and remanded on direct appeal and denied the cross-appeal over failure to award appellee fees. Quote, This appeal arises from a long-standing fee dispute between a law firm, appellate Grayson and Grayson, P.A., hereafter referred to as Grayson, whose principals are Keith Grayson and Melanie Grayson, and an attorney, appellee David A. Couch. The litigation was initiated by Grayson on August 24, 2006, when it filed a complaint alleging breach of contract and unjust enrichment against David A. Couch individually, here and after referred to as Couch or Couch individually, and David A. Couch PLLC, here and after referred to as Couch PLLC, for his failure to pay grace in its alleged portion of fees collected in certain settled nursing home cases. After a long and complicated procedural history, including a reversal and remand in a prior appeal to this court, a bench trial was held on October 1 through 3, 2019. After the bench trial, the Pulaski County Circuit Court entered an order finding that a contract did not exist because the terms were too indefinite and thus denied Grayson's claims for breach of contract and unjust enrichment. Thereafter, the trial court entered an order denying Couch's motion for attorney's fees. Grayson now appeals, and on appeal it does not challenge the trial court's ruling that there was no enforceable contract between the parties. Instead, Grayson argues that 1. The trial court erred in denying its motion to amend the pleadings to conform to the proof to allow Grayson to add two more claims against Couch, and 2. The trial court erred in concluding that its unjust enrichment claim was unavailable and failed as a matter of law. Couch cross-appealed and argues that the trial court erred in denying his motion for attorney's fees because he was the prevailing party. We affirm the trial court's denial of Grayson's motion to amend the pleadings to conform to the proof, but we reverse the judgment and remand the case to the trial court for further consideration of Grayson's unjust enrichment claim. Because on direct appeal we are reversing and remanding for further consideration, we decline to address Couch's argument on cross-appeal concerning the trial court's denial of attorney's fees, and we dismiss the cross-appeal as moot. The dispute between these parties was the subject of a previous appeal in Grayson & Grayson PA v. Couch, 2012 ARC App 20. Many of the facts and the procedure from 2006 through 2010 can be found in the previous opinion. Of particular importance to this appeal is the status of the various claims when the case was remanded to the trial court in 2012. 
Couch PLLC had been dismissed with prejudice from the litigation in 2009 for failure of service of process, and that ruling was not disturbed on appeal. Accordingly, because Couch PLLC was no longer a party to the litigation, all counterclaims and third-party claims made by Couch PLLC against Grayson and Keith Grayson and Melanie Grayson individually had been dismissed. On remand, the only claims that remained were a claim for breach of contract and a claim for unjust enrichment by Grayson against Couch individually. After our remand, a three-day bench trial was held on October 1 through 3, 2019. Keith Grayson, Melanie Grayson, and David Couch testified at the trial. End of quote. During the trial, the parties presented testimony about the relationship between the parties as to fees. The plaintiff moved at the end of its case-in-chief to amend the complaint to add unjust enrichment, but it was denied. The Court of Appeals affirmed the trial court decision to deny leave to amend to add this additional count of unjust enrichment and another for liability based on an alter ego between Couch individually and his PLLC. Quote, On December 10, 2019, the trial court entered a judgment that denied Grayson's motion to amend the pleadings to conform to the proof and rejected Grayson's claims for breach of contract and unjust enrichment against Couch. The trial court did not attempt to parse the evidence and determine whether the oral contract was between Grayson and Couch individually or Couch PLLC. Rather, the trial court found that there was no enforceable contract at all. End of quote. The circuit court denied plaintiff's motion to amend the pleadings to conform to the proof, ruled that there was no contract between the parties, and therefore there was no unjust enrichment. On appeal, the plaintiff argued otherwise. The trial court had denied the motion for fees to defend it, which led to cross-appeal. Direct Appeal Quote, Grayson argues on appeal that this court should reverse and remand the judgment because the trial court erred by refusing to grant its motion to amend the pleadings to conform to proof that Couch breached his fiduciary duty and that Couch and Couch PLLC were alter egos. It also contends that the trial court erred when it concluded that Grayson could not prevail on its unjust enrichment claim as a matter of law because there was no enforceable contract. End of quote. The Court of Appeals upheld the ruling denying plaintiff allowance to amend its pleadings to conform to the proof. Denial of Amendment to Conform to Proof for Alter Ego the Court of Appeals noted proof for breach of contract might be the same as for alter ego claims, and in this case, Couch did not waive any arguments by failing to object. At the conclusion of the case in chief, when plaintiffs sought to amend the pleadings to conform to the proof, objection was made and the trial court denied the motion. There was no error. Quote, we conclude that the trial court committed no abuse of discretion in denying Grayson's motion to amend the pleadings to conform to the proof. Grayson filed this lawsuit in 2006 and did not make its motion until after it rested its case on the day of trial more than 13 years later. We observe that a claim for a breach of fiduciary duty is significantly and substantively different from a claim for breach of contract. A person may be liable for breach of contract if the complaining party can prove the existence of an agreement, breach of the agreement, and resulting damages. But a person standing in a fiduciary relationship may be held liable for any conduct that breaches a duty imposed by the fiduciary relationship, 
and it follows that, regardless of the express terms of an agreement, a fiduciary may be held liable for conduct that does not meet the requisite standards of fair dealing, good faith, honesty, and loyalty. Moreover, Grayson's claim of alter ego, wherein it asserted that Couch was liable for the acts of Couch PLLC because they were operating as a single entity, should have been raised at the latest after the PLLC was dismissed from the case in 2009 to allow Couch to prepare and present a defense. End of quote. Denial of unjust enrichment claim as a matter of law. The circuit court denied unjust enrichment claims because the court had ruled there was no enforceable contract. This was error, wrote the Court of Appeals, and it reversed and remanded. Quote, Grayson argues that the trial court erred when it ruled that it was not entitled to relief on its claim of unjust enrichment as a matter of law because it failed to prove the existence of a fee-splitting contract with Couch. Grayson asserts that the trial court apparently believed that without a finding of an enforceable contract, there can be no unjust enrichment. In so doing, the trial court apparently did not even consider the evidence, but reasoned that because the contract claim failed, there could be no equitable claim for unjust enrichment. Grayson states that whether there was an enforceable contract is a separate matter, and states further that unjust enrichment is an equitable remedy that does not depend on the existence of an enforceable contract. We agree with Grayson's argument. We hold that the trial court erred to the extent that it concluded, as a matter of law, that Grayson's failure to prove the existence of an enforceable contract barred it from recovery on its alternative claim for unjust enrichment. Contrary to the trial court's findings, unjust enrichment is a remedy that does not depend on the existence of an enforceable contract, but rather may be asserted in the absence of an enforceable contract. End of quote. Cross-appeal. The cross-appeal challenged the trial court's failure to award fees. The Court of Appeals ruled this issue was moot because of the reversal and remand of the case. Quote, Although Couch prevailed in defending Grayson's breach of contract claim, and Grayson does not challenge that ruling on appeal, in this appeal we are reversing and remanding for further consideration of Grayson's unjust enrichment claim. Because we reverse and remand on the unjust enrichment claim, the prevailing party in the case as a whole has yet to be determined. Therefore, we decline to address Couch's argument on cross-appeal concerning the trial court's denial of attorney's fees, and we dismiss the cross-appeal as moot. End of quote. End of decision.